I'm Sinead O'Moore and you're listening to Every Mum the Podcast, supported by Water Wipes, who are proven to be purer than cotton wool and water and now biodegradable. From fertility to birth, pandemic parenting to taking care of ourselves, here we talk to women about their own unique experiences of motherhood. The insane joy and anxious defeat, the love, the laughs, the tears, and the moments that we don't talk enough about. This season is supported by one of the most essential products for every mum, from that first snappy change to those messy weaning months, water wipes, the world's purest baby wipes. Made here in Ireland, water wipes are now 100% biodegradable and compostable wipes. With the same purity and quality as before, they are ideal for sensitive newborn and even premature skin. As the number one wipe in Ireland, together we are committed to providing more support for parents with trusted products and this podcast. When we become mothers, we find new strengths and new priorities that we never knew we had. As a single mom in her 20s, Kim O'Sullivan was the last at crash to pick up her baby and yet not earning nearly enough. But Kim had a dream, she had a talent, and now after the birth of Callum, she had a purpose. And so she did what many of us are afraid to do. She left her job and embarked on a journey to become the business owner of the award-winning The Dublin Makeup Academy. And she fell in love and has welcomed two more babies into this world, Alex, and only a few weeks ago, her baby girl Indy was born. We talk about how different an experience these births were, how her family are what give her the drive to pursue her business dreams, and how through really believing in yourself, you can create the life that you love. Kim, thank you so much for joining me on Every Mum the Podcast this morning. You look, as always, absolutely Hi. radiant. Hi, Dina. You <laughs> do. Thank you. It's our makeup. <laughs> but, but no, I do feel like I'm so happy inside that maybe that is why. Thank you for saying that, but I, I feel like so happy and content and yeah I feel good <laughs> and I thought I'd never say that <laughs> but I do feel good I think as well now that I am that bit older that um, I'm more confident in myself that I don't need to wear so much makeup and all that but when someone does say you look great it's it I've learned to take it as a compliment now and say instead of saying oh my god no I don't stop <laughs> so this is I, I try to embrace compliments and that's so lovely so thank you <laughs> but I do feel great. Indy is what two three weeks old? No she's actually four weeks old now Not. she's nearly five but it feels like she's like five months old or 15 months old it's so weird I was only saying it at time this morning but she's still like a tiny little baby yeah she's nearly five weeks. <laughs> and how has it gone? Indy is your third baby so third yeah. time round how are you feeling? Yeah great and you know what I think um we even we were chatting before I just before I gave birth to Indy and I found with each pregnancy I got more nervous and more anxious and and it's it wasn't just the you know the fear of the known you know when you've had a baby and you go through your you know your next pregnancy and labor you know what to expect so sometimes well for me anyways it can be that little bit more nerve-wracking because I'm like, I know what's ahead for me. You know, whether it be a painful <laughs> labor or whatnot. And um, so um, 
I was a little bit, very much so in my third one, much more nervous and anxious. And I don't know if it was because I was older and they say sometimes there's more complications, etc. But I definitely was initially. Um, and then I got into the whole hypnobirthing and, you know, trying to, like you told me to do, Sinead, actually, just before I had Indy, like to, um, to just through the labor, just imagine it like with every contraction you know, you're that step closer to me from your little, your little angel. So I think because I really embraced this pregnancy and tried to be really positive and, and, and you know, and embrace my bump and embrace what was happening in my body, I found my labor was just a million trillion times better than my previous two. And even my recovery, you know, since I've had Indy has been so much better, you know, that you know, do my whole hypnobirthing, it, it, it didn't just end once I had the baby. I found just my mind frame was much better. And I've even enjoyed these first few weeks more because for me, again, anyways, I found with my first two pregnancies, um, I was just, I don't know if I, I, I put too much pressure on myself to just be this brilliant mom like the first few weeks and do everything, whether it be clean the bottles and, and just like do everything all at once but this time I was so much more relaxed you know from from the moment I had her as well so that's really helped me in my recovery you know so I definitely feel like I've so much more energy this time does that make sense I felt completely the same on my second yeah. so Juliet yeah. is four months now and is she only four months yeah it seems like so much longer since you've had her because I've followed your journey and you know when you're pregnant you kind of latch on to other pregnant people don't you and you're like oh my god she had a baby yes and when she when you have you're following someone who's had a baby you know and you're soon to have one you like you feel every bit of their emotion don't you and you want to know every bit of their journey (laughs) and that's it and I think that's what's so partly wonderful and so difficult about this year you know I think that there is nothing like the connection between two strangers who are both pregnant at the same time I know because you deeply understand it as well yeah that's it you just deeply understand what the other is going through you have so much empathy for what they're going through yeah Uh, you're hoping and wishing and you're excited for them in the same way that you are for yourself but I wish to God that that you know, women, you know, that's, that's what those pregnancy groups are about meeting mm-hmm. other women that are pregnant. Um, and when you say like you treated yourself better and you embraced it all, I'm trying to figure out in my own mind, is that because mm-hmm. it was my second child and I had more confidence and, you know, there was less pressure on myself. Um, mm-hmm. and I kind of went with the flow more. Or was it the product actually of a year that forced me to physically slow down? Yeah, I definitely, I can't speak for you, but I can imagine it's probably the latter because I found even with my second pregnancy, um, it was very similar to the first in that I was anxious and nervous and like, all, you know, obviously there's immense excitement when you're having a baby and you're you're counting down the weeks and it's getting closer but um I found with my second I was still nervous and anxious and like 
scared. Um, so I definitely think it's, like you said, more the latter, that it's how you, you know, embrace it, like in your head, you know, um, if, if you make a conscious decision to be more in the moment with your pregnancy and your bump or with what's happening in your body and what's ahead of you, that it is easier. So maybe because, Sinead, you know, with COVID, like you said, it's forced us to um, be more present, you know, uh, um, and you've, it's, it's automatically cut out the, the hustle and bustle of everyday life and rushing to work or this and that, that you've been forced to be in your beautiful home with your beautiful family and, and life's been simplified. Now, I'm not saying that the stress of, work and everything is gone but just the everyday kind of hustle bustle is is gone isn't it with COVID I feel anyways that everybody's gone back to the basics and by basics I mean just be more you know with your family and the simplification but also there's been a kind of a shift in priorities oh absolutely oh my goodness which is so incredible but yeah 100% I think everybody has felt that in some way, haven't they? Just a reevaluation. Once you've been kind of kicked off that hamster wheel, oh you're, God, you're given a chance yeah. to say, well, what is important to me and how do mm. I want to live this life? Yeah, absolutely. And I think that's so evident on the likes of Instagram. I, I really noticed that um, people, yeah, have, have found that, that they've gone back to basics with um with how they live their life, you know, and, and ultimately all that matters is family and, and how you spend your time, how you choose to spend your time and, and, and you know, what you do every day to avoid the stresses of life. And, and ultimately that is just, you know, enjoying the simple pleasures in life, whether it be family or new time or just relaxing at home, doing absolutely nothing. It is hard to, to, to focus on those positives, though. Um, and especially, you know, you are a business owner. So, I mean, firstly, nobody likes a pandemic pregnancy. <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, there's enough anxiety and worry that comes with pregnancy. You do not need mm-hmm. a pandemic circling the globe to add to your woes. Um, <laughs> you know, and your second little boy, Alex, I mean, he's, he's still very little. So there's that juggle mm-hmm. of... of introducing a new baby into his life and also the energy that you have for him and a pregnancy but also and then the business worries um you know Mm -hmm. so you really have had quite a heavy year um but what I'm feeling from you is that you make that conscious choice to seek the positive oh yeah like for me being positive is um it doesn't come easy like and I always say to my friends who will always come to me and say, okay, Kim, give me a pep talk. I, I'm like having a tough week or something. How can I be positive? And I always say to them, it's not just like a light switch. It's not something that you can just say, okay, I've had a really crap day. I need to be positive. It's something that I always say, it's like going to the gym, like your mind and how you, you think and how you conceive your thoughts. It, it's something you have to work at every day, you know? So for me, I think of it as like going to the gym every day. I do it like where, whether I don't really call it meditation. Like for me, it's just my, my brain training. And that 
you know, every morning and every evening, like when I open my eyes and then before I go to sleep and I close my eyes, I spend a good 10 or 15 minutes thinking positive thoughts, even if I'm not in a positive state of mind and I've had a stressful day, <laughs> whether it be with the kids or the business, I will force myself to, to think these positive, happy thoughts and just to remind myself, you know, actually what I do have in life and how, how lucky and blessed I am to have it. And, you know, it's, you can't but not feel more upbeat and happy and positive when you think of the things you have in life. So I, 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 I have days where I have to forcefully be, I make myself positive, but I, it always works out. And even I find if I write down, you know, a few positive things, it just, you, you, you can't but not feel happy and thankful and blessed. And like, People will say to me, Kim, you're always so positive and happy. And I'm like, but I'm not. There's often times where I sit down and like there might be tears trickling onto the paper or like I had to just take a Panadol or Nurofen for a pounding headache from just the stresses of everyday life. And I find when I sit down, whether I write down, you know, some positive affirmations or like what I'm thankful for or you don't have to write it down if you just like think of them you, yeah you just you can't but not feel a little bit better was there a time in your life where you couldn't have dreamed for what you have now oh well um there's a time in my life when it was really really tough and what actually kept me going was the dream of what I have now like I I always knew that um my little dream would come true. Does that make sense? Yeah. So there was a time in my life when things were really tough and it was just me and Callum and every day was it's like a daily struggle. Like I, I got through each day and I was like, oh, thank God I got through that day. <laughs> Whether it be, you know, um, you know, psychologically or mentally or financially. Um, and those really tough days are the tough it was a definitely a tough like two or three years I had the only thing that kept me going Sinead was that things are going to get better it's what kept me going even in the growth of your business I mean there you were yeah. with a young child who relied upon you um, and yeah. for for everything for for love for nurturing for for finances and here you were yeah. a young woman with a dream who wanted and a talent who was trying yeah. to 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 embark on this business and yeah. the fear and the overcoming that that can bring because mm. you know it's so hard to put yourself out there with that dream and make it happen make it a reality um especially yeah. when you you know are responsible for a tiny little human on top of that so yeah. that's, it's a remarkable belief in you to to go forth and just make that happen yeah but it was at the, that stage, um, you know, when it was just myself and my firstborn, Callum, um, I had no choice but to, you know, better myself. I was like, okay, I, I, I need to find a way to make more money and I need to find a way to have more time with my, my little son. You know, that I had no choice but to, go for it so it was it, it was very much so I had a dream I was like I would love to be my own boss and you know the um 
you know, financially independent, etc. But also, I had to do it. I knew that if I stayed in the job I was in, which I loved, by the way, but it wasn't serving me financially and it wasn't serving me, you know, um, in that I, I, the hours I worked were just crazy in that I worked every Sunday and I worked every Saturday and late nights that I just felt like I never saw Callum. I felt like I was just on, yeah, on this like wheel where I was constantly working. I didn't see Callum and I wasn't making enough money to survive. So I was coming home from work and I finished a long day. I was working late. I was always the mommy that was last to crash to pick up the child because I was like running from work. And I picked Callum up from crash and I had a really long day. And I remember being really tired and it was torrential rain. And it was maybe a Wednesday or Thursday because I, every week by the Wednesday or Thursday, I didn't have like the money to get home on the dart. So um, I worked in town and I lived out by Black Rock. And so I remember it was torrential rain and maybe it was a Thursday, (laughs) payday was a Friday. And I didn't have the dark money. And it was one of the days I had to walk home. And it was torrential rain. And I was walking home. And um, I could have walked home just like feeling so sorry to myself because (laughs) I had no money. I was so through thankfully Callum had had a buggy cover so he was dry and it was a long walk it was definitely a walk that would take about like 45 minutes an hour and I remember it was at that stage that 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 walk home that I was like that's it from this moment onwards I am just going to find the find the power or the 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 will to make this dream come true because I can't keep living like this. Were it not for Callum, if I didn't have my little baby boy, I probably would still be in that same job. Like having Callum, you know, forced me to pursue my dreams. Like I had a dream and, you know, I often think and I often say to Callum, you know, Callum, you're the reason why I really went hell for leather with pursuing my dream. And, and you're the reason why I battered myself because I had to, like, I had no reason or I had, like, I, I just, I had to, <laughs> and it wasn't working out. I was struggling, you know, um, and, um, yeah, I had that dream. But I had I had a reason to pursue that dream, um. So yeah, so he's the reason why I have a business, I guess. <laughs> I know um, I know countless women who are in that right now, countless yeah. women who find themselves where they're the 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 career path and the ladder they were climbing no longer aligns with their priorities yeah. since motherhood. Yeah. and it's not a lack yeah. of ambition. And it's not a lack of having a dream and it's not a lack of wanting to, to pursue their talents, but the system just doesn't, isn't there to support them. Absolutely. And this year, I think going back to the positivity and the priorities and being home with our children more and having mm. to find new routines of work and new ways of working, I think will hopefully mm. open up our eyes to, there is a way of doing this with balance. Yeah. 
Yeah. And as much as it's been a struggle for many people, you know, working from home with kiddies, it's like it brings its challenges. Of course, it's, it can be quite stressful. But like you said, at the same time, there's there's ways around it, you know. Um, but yeah, definitely, it's it's forces to change how we live our life and how um, we navigate our, our family life, you know, having kids and juggling a career. But just going back to what you were saying at the start, you know, that there's many people in that situation I was in where, you know, your job doesn't serve you anymore. You know, that, that when, when your family, when you have a child, that a job that you once loved, just, it, you know, even if it's really well paid for me, I, I, I didn't have enough money to survive. So that's why I had to move on. But, you know, when you have a child, you find sometimes the job just doesn't align with, you know, the life you want to live or just simply being able to see your child, you know, that's, you know, you find then, for me anyways, it's like, you don't realize how strong you are till you have no other choice but to be strong. You know, that having that child and um, forces you out of your comfort zone you know and when I say comfort zone I mean that job that you're content in and it's a secure job you know you've got a stable stable monthly income and you're you're happy and you're good at your job but if it doesn't serve you anymore and you know you have to move on for whether it be financial reasons or you know um that you need that time and that um um, yeah that extra family time that you have to move on for me that was the case that I, I I surprised myself at how strong and how brave I was because before I had Callum had you said to me um, Kim you need to leave your job you've been in for 14 years and you need to um, go out on your own and not have any month like not have like a stable income where I know I like on the 31st of the 30th of every month I'll get a paycheck like if you said to me you'll leave that job I think I was actually in that same job for nearly 15 years and when you're in a job so long you're comfortable and secure so before I had Callum had someone said that to me you know you'll leave your job and you'll leave that you know um that's financial security um to go out and be on your own with no roadmap no business plan I would have said no way because that terrifies me well actually when I had Callum and I, I had no choice but to do that it's like jumping off a cliff well for me it was and everyone said to me you are crazy leaving your job to go to no job <laughs> and no no plan I've no business plan I think like, I know I'm crazy but I've no choice I have to do it I what's what it's not working for me at the moment for so many reasons so I have to, and I did it, and it was the scariest thing in the world. But when you have a dream, you know, when you put into a bowl your dream, and you know this like um, this risk essentially, and you mix it all up, and you have a passion and a focus and a goal, I think it just has to work out, you know, because you're so driven, you know, and you 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 know that 
this can't fail. So I'm going to put every ounce of my energy, every ounce of my being into this goal I have and this dream I have. It has to work out. In my head, it has to. And I say that to anyone who comes to me and says, Kim, you know, I have this dream. Like I want to pursue this new career or I want to go out on my own or I want to start this new business. But I have, you know, two kids and I have, you know, a baby or I have, you know, a family who, who depends on me. And um, I say, just do it. Because if you are so passionate about it, you know, it's going to work. Whether you have no business plan or you have a great five-year business plan, whatever it may be, once you have that passion and that purpose, it can't but not work. And for me, I had, you know, I knew I, I had a mouth to feed. <laughs> so I worked day and night to make that, like that happen. I didn't stop working and there were many days that Callum came in to work with me in his little maxi cozy car seat and he'd just sit there while I did my clients and it was so hard for the first thing actually it happened it, it kind of got busier and progressed for me very quickly which I was truly blessed about but for the first few months oh my goodness I worked day and night and Callum was there sitting in his little car seat I couldn't say no to a single client whether it was a, a client who wanted their makeup done at six in the morning or like 10 o'clock at night, I said yes to everybody and Callum came with me. Now, I will say, people say, that's disgraceful that you to to work her. But he, he was very, very content and very loved and very, he was fine. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's funny how when you have no choice but to be strong and you have no choice but to do what you know you need to do to put food on the table or otherwise. You just do it, don't you? Pandemic or no pandemic. <laughs> that's it. I, I think I think the, the thing about motherhood, it's so transformative. Oh you know, my God. You discover <laughs> strengths and aspects about yourself that you didn't believe were in there. Oh my God, it's incredible. From the moment you actually give birth, you know, you know that moment you give birth, you do feel like superwoman. Yeah. You're like Oh my god, like I have goosebumps even thinking about it. Mm. Like it's incredible. And I think from that moment you give birth to this perfect, incredible human being. That it's that from that second that you realize, oh my goodness, we are incredible and we can do anything. Yeah. You do feel like superwoman, don't you? <laughs> I can do anything life throws at me. And you know, that transcends into your journey as being a mother that you you do just find strengths in you that you didn't know you had whether you whether it be you know at 10 o'clock at night when you're sitting down with a glass of wine after your child's had the biggest tantrum <laughs> that you, you think to yourself I got through that and it was the most stressful day but I got through it you know that it's those little moments that you realize how powerful and strong you are right up to those moments when like I, I was telling you you know that you realize you have to change your whole life and your whole career for this little human being, you know, that you can, you can provide for them. That again, you find these strengths within you that you didn't even know you had. You know, that I, like I was saying before Callum was born, had you told me that I would leave my job and, and you know, pursue this goal and this dream I had, I would have said no. 
but because I had Callum to, you know, to look after, that I found that strength in me, you know, and that self-belief and that power <laughs> to, to go for it. So absolutely, when you become a mother, you become like a superwoman <laughs> on a daily basis and just like on a, <laughs> a whole a whole new level <laughs> it is i mean it's it's the biggest job you'll ever you'll ever take on um and i think I and that transition can be very very challenging too that transformation yeah. can be very challenging because i feel like nothing nothing well nothing in this world can prepare you for having a child like yeah. having a child so when alex yeah. was coming along you were in a very different different phase of your life i suppose um yeah you were in a much more secure phase. You know, the business was there. It was thriving. Mm. And your confidence was there and it was thriving. Um, how yeah. did you, how, not to compare, but I think as mothers, we often do as well. We look at that experience versus this experience. Yeah. How did you kind of, um, how did you experience that second time where you were about to become a mother? And um, it was like an entirely different experience for so many reasons. You know, it's a very different stage in my life. Um, you know, when I fell pregnant with Callum, it wasn't planned. Um, and it was in, a re- like, the relationship I knew wasn't in a good place. Um, I knew that the relationship wasn't going to last. So for me, it was very scary. Like, I, I, I was just... Yeah, I was terrified because I didn't want to be a single mommy. Um, not that there's anything wrong with being a single mom. I think like uh, I, I did it for many years. And I, at, but at the time, I was like, this isn't what I planned. Yeah, I planned to meet this person and to get married and to live happily ever after. And I was pregnant and felt very alone and very scared, you know, and it was yeah it was really not I won't say a horrible time because you know when I'm very conscious of this people listening to this and I'm saying it was a horrible time that and they're perhaps trying to have a baby they're probably thinking well if you're pregnant you're you're going to have a baby you're so lucky I I I obviously I was excited to meet my baby but I was very scared because I was alone essentially you know I didn't have that dream that you know when you're young we always think mm. when you have a baby with your prince charming it's amazing and so exciting it wasn't it was so scary for me when I was pregnant on Callum it was very very different um and when I was pregnant on Callum and I say I was scared and and, and like very I won't say depressed I don't know if I was depressed but I was very sad and I cried a lot <laughs> But when he was born, although I knew that um, I wasn't with his dad, we, we broke up while I was pregnant. So, um, and I will say, like, his daddy was always in his life. He just wasn't in my life. So he's an amazing father. <laughs> um, but we did, it just didn't work out with us. We broke up when I was pregnant. But when I had Callum, the tears didn't go away and I was still very sad because I was alone but I had Callum and he just he got me through that really dark 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 horrible time um so yeah there were two very different 
pregnancies, very different births, obviously because for the birth with Alex and um, Simon was there by my side and it was incredible. Um, and also as well, I was 10 years older <laughs> with Alex. So although on my pregnancy with Alex, I was in a very different and very beautiful, happy place with the relationship and, and you know, with welcoming this new baby into our family. And um, I was older, so I struggled a bit more with that because my body felt so different. Now, I'm, I'd be fairly, I don't go to gym every day, but I'd be healthy and, and like, um, like fit, I like to go for a little 5k run fit. But I definitely felt my body, um, it, yeah, was obviously 10 years old or so, was more tired. And the labor was um, harder. And they say with your second, it's always easier. But bear in mind, it's been 10 years since mm. I had Callum. So it was almost like having my first again. Um, so it was a harder labor probably because maybe I was that bit older. Um, but yeah, there were two entirely different pregnancies for um, those reasons that I explained. Um, but wouldn't change anything for the world because the first one as horrible and, and and alone I felt it made me the person I am today my second pregnancy and and birthing experience was was exactly how I would have imagined it you know because I had this incredible man by my side every step of the way and um, who I knew would be there you know to not only be an amazing partner to me but to, like like the amazing daddy that he is and um, now my firstborn, Callum, his daddy is brilliant and he's very much, he's, we're actually really good friends now. Mm. <laughs> um, he's, he's a big part of Callum's life. Just at the time, it was, you know, when you go through a breakup, you're, you're heartbroken, you're, you're hurt, you're lonely. So mush all that in with being pregnant and <laughs> the hormones and the uncertainty. And mm. um, it was, yeah, it was just... Oh, I was so sad all the time. And it's at that stage that I found, you know, um, these books on positive thinking and, and affirmations, etc. because I was in such a dark, sad place that I knew I had to do something about it. And the only thing that I guess um, I, I could see kind of getting me through it was just positive thinking even on days when I was so sad and like my face was sore from crying or my head was sore from crying that I'd read these books on positive thinking and just I kind of latched on to, to that you know that belief that you can think yourself better or you can think yourself happy even when you're really really sad and, and lonely and hurt etc and um, and yeah that's what kept me going I always think it's such a shame that we have to go through those low points and those those challenges and that pain to emerge different and better and stronger mm. and you know that I wish that we could just arrive there without having to go through that but you can't you can't mm. it's those moments mm. that form you and when you're in them you can't see how amazing you will be when you come out of it oh absolutely as you yeah. said you know it's the choice between the path of mind frame of I'm going to 
stay in this darkness or I'm going to try and help myself come out of it. And whether that's, yeah. as you said, through, through your own discipline of focusing on positive or, you know, mm-hmm. talking to a professional, getting counseling, talking to a friend, but not staying locked in it because what you're feeling right now is not the end of the story. It is only one chapter. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. And for me as well, I was very conscious of, you know, although at that stage when I was going through that really kind of sad, lonely phase, Callum was a baby, so he probably wouldn't remember any of it. I was still very conscious and aware that I can't be like this for my baby. I can't be sad and crying and and you know he'll feed off these emotions. I need to be the happiest version of myself possible for this little tiny human that depends on me. You know, were I to kind of feel sorry for myself and and not really work hard at making myself better, it's going to rub off this beautiful little human that is depending entirely on me. So I was very much aware of that that I needed to kind of snap out of it, not just for me but for Callum. So, you know, I wanted Callum to have a happy, positive mommy, you know, and this, to this day, Callum, you know, has grown up with the mind frame that, you know, you have to, you know, you can't wake up and say, I'm going to have a crap day today. He does wake up and say, I'm going to have a great day today, mom. And, you know, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to find like something really happy. At the end of every day, we always pick like the peak of our day. And he knows that there will be days that, you know, it was a bad day. You know, his friends didn't <laughs> let him play with the, like, the rugby ball or something. But, you know, he'll still find the positives in every day. And I think that's because he grew up with seeing that, you know, mommy might have a bad day, but you'll find the positive in it. So it has rubbed off him. And I often think that, did I not change that mentality when I was really down and sad? And had I not made that conscious decision to work really hard at being positive, that too would have rubbed off and he would have seen a sad, depressed mommy. And how, how would that have affected him, you know? So it's amazing how it has rubbed off him. And he's a very happy, positive kid. And even if he has a crappy day, because such is life, even the most positive people have crappy day he'll snap himself out of it and find something to be grateful for something to be positive about and there you found yourself then on pregnancy number three and (laughs) the the 2020 that we had and how much did you have to deep dive back into that mind frame during those Um, during that phase and I definitely did with um, I found um, Simon not coming into the scan kind of hard because I like you want to be so excited. You are so excited, obviously, going in for your checkups. They're the best days ever, aren't they, when you go in for your little checkups? But I miss having Simon there because I wanted him to feel that excitement with me. And I think for men, it's so different because they're obviously not carrying the baby. And and Simon will even say there was often days where he nearly forgot that we were having a baby. So I definitely, I found like I had to be like, you know, going in for my little hospital checkups. So I was like, oh, I had to think positive and think of the bigger picture, you know, that at the end of the day, it's just a little scan that he will get to see her soon. Um, and 
in the build up to my like the actual labor I really struggled with you know god what if Simon's not allowed in till the very very end like on my on my birth uh, or my labor even sorry with Alex it was a long labor and I couldn't get the epidural um for for medical reasons um I had an epidural on Callum and that labor was great and easy and straightforward with Alex. And um, every time I had a contraction, his heart rate would drop. So for that reason, I couldn't get um, the glorious, amazing epidural. And the labor, Sinead, I think I spoke to you before I had Cindy. It was just, it was long and very painful. And the only thing that got me through it was like squeezing Simon's hand and just having someone there to say, it's okay, like, like you got through this. So when I, through, through the pregnancy with Indy, that's why I got into the hypnobirthing because I was like, with COVID, I knew that there's a possibility that Simon couldn't be there to hold my hand. So I needed to find another outlet to get through this. You know, that um, uh, I probably have to do this labor on my own. And if it's going to be like, the labor I had with Alex oh my goodness I don't know how I can do it on my own so I had to really go into a positive place with that and you know um kind of do the hypnobirth thing it turns out in the end Simon was there for the whole thing so it was fine and um, but I definitely had to yeah I was I had to do all my positive thinking with um with regards to labor and my expectations on the labor and my fear of you know, what if I'm, I'm there on my own for it? The flip side to it, you know, that um, your partner's probably going to be around more when you get home and you're, you're home from the hospital. Um, I know for Simon, he's working from home. So, you know, if we didn't have COVID, if COVID wasn't around and he was kind of um, going about our, his, his normal life and going into work, he wouldn't be in the house during the day. So. You know, that's been amazing for me that I've had that other human being to interact with. Um, as you know, when you have a baby in normal circumstances, COVID aside, you know, your partner goes off to work and you're in the house on your own. And that can be hard, can't it? When you're doing goo goo gaga baby talk all day and you're going crazy because you haven't seen that they have spoken to someone else. Um, so it's been great um, from that point of view that Simon's been here, you know, every day to help me. It's been a year and, you know, as, as challenging as the year has been from a business point of view and from a mommy point of view, you know, that you're at home more with your kiddies, um, which, which is amazing, but it can be equally as stressful because, you know, it's, <laughs> you don't have the childminder or the crush that you once depended on. So I've spent that year, like, you know, um, working on the business, you know, behind the scenes that I normally wouldn't have a chance to because I'm normally in the business. Mm. I, I, I never really get a chance to work on the business because I'm so busy doing clients. So I've spent this year um, behind the scenes kind of building the business, um, which I'm so grateful for because I wouldn't have had that chance to, you know, doing extra courses and working on a few other little bits, which I'm so excited about. I, I can't tell you about them now. So I spent the year wisely. And of course, I've had the year, you know, um, 
I've had this extra time with Callum and Alex who spent half of his little life mm. in lockdown. Um, so I've had this extra time with the kiddies as well, which has been amazing. So I'm very happy and content in my life that COVID obviously has thrown a spanner in the works, but um, I have always been positive and optimistic about, you know, what happens once we come out of it. But your positivity is infectious. Um, <laughs> As infectious, I think, as COVID, and you've, you've, you've genuinely, you know, your your how you speak is is very influential. It's very motivating. It's it lifts people out of the moment of of you know where you you find yourself drifting back into a negative space, um, yeah. just to reframe and to rethink. And God, I mean, I've had some you know, days where you just feel like I'm going to implode, you know, I'm, I'm not coping. I can't do this. There is no positives left. It's too dark. It's too hard. Um, and I think that a lot of people will have experienced that. And in the way that you described how you experienced it, you know, when you were pregnant with Callum, there will, there will always be times, sadly, that, that interrupt a flow in our life. Um, Oh, absolutely. But out of that, can come so much good if we yeah. channel it into taking care of ourselves into taking yeah. care of how we think and into yeah. refocusing on what actually are the priorities in our life and how can we be more positive about building those oh, 100% and yeah. to me you are you know you're proof of that um, and I hope that by sharing your story today we can lift anybody else who's feeling in a negative space or who has that dream, mm. but is at the moment afraid to take that first step. But yeah. I, I suppose from listening to you, Kim, I just, I wish everyone can just do it, can just take those first steps towards building that dream that suits who they want to be as a mother and in their career. Yeah, and they absolutely can. So sometimes, you know, for someone watching this, sometimes it can take that, you know, the, a really bad moment in your life to force you to follow your dream but it doesn't have to it, you don't have to wait till you're at breaking point like I was you, you just just do it you know and and just think of you know what can be you know how what can come of it just think positive you know don't think what if it doesn't work out or what if you know it goes wrong or what what if don't think of the what, what, what ifs as a negative. Think of the what ifs as like, what if like it works out? And, and, and what if, you know, the amazing things happen that I want to happen? So for me, I was at breaking point to, to realize that I need to pursue and I need to follow my dream. But you don't have to be at breaking point. Just do it. <laughs> just do it today. It really can work. We just all have to have that courage to, to take those first steps and to do it. Kim, thank you so much for joining me this morning. I really appreciate your time. Thank you for having me. You listen to me walk a lot. (laughs) Not at all. Not at all. I've loved this conversation. I've loved this chat. I hope it has a positive impact on everyone listening. Um, And I'll let you go back to your your three babas. Thank you so much, Renee. Thank you for having me. I love the chat. Thank you so much for listening and to Water Wipes, the world's purest baby wipes for their support. Proven to be purer than cotton wool and water, Water Wipes are now 100% biodegradable, plant-based and compostable wipes and the winners of three National Parenting Product Awards 2020, 
including Best Baby Wipes. So you can do what's best for your baby's skin and help protect the planet. If you enjoyed this conversation, subscribe, rate or leave a review. Share this episode across social and get in touch with this week's guest, Kim, at the Double Makeup Academy on Instagram. Talk to you again next week.